Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. Our mission is to create space for all people to experience the compassionate love of the Father and to discover the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Performing Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. God, we thank you. We thank you and we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for just the the chance to gather together in this place today. Thank you for the school who lets us be here. Um, And I know that there's probably some opposition to that. I know there's some some people maybe right here in this community that, that do not think that it's okay for a church to be in a school. But, God, here we are, and we were going to continue to be here and worship you um, until they tell us we can't. And then when that happens, we'll just ask you to provide somewhere else for us to go. So we're here today. We thank you for that. We pray that you would open up our hearts. I know there's some people here for the first time today, and they're just probably wondering what, what to expect. God, more than anything, would they experience you today? Um, it's not about great preaching or wonderful music, which all those things are fine, but it's really about experiencing your presence and the reality that you long to to be in their story. You long to change their story. And that's why we gather. And that, like the song said, that our, your, our your praise, the praise for you would always be on our lips, Lord. I know the Chiefs are going to be good this year, but not, they're nothing compared to you, Lord, nothing. So let us praise you today um, through just listening to your word and responding to it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we've been talking about, you know, doing your part. Like, this, how, God, how can you use me? I got this unique DNA that you placed inside me. You've gifted me. How can I, how can I be used? And sometimes you think, you know, I, I really don't know what to do. Well, my wife bought these books not too long ago. I got two of them left. The title of this book is Just Do Something, all right? Don't just come and sit. Just do something. And this book will maybe help you figure out what that something is, okay? You might not get a vision from heaven or an angel showing up at your door, which, by the way, that would be cool, wouldn't it, Linda? Linda was at a conference last week. She probably, the Lord probably showed up to her in amazing ways. But just do something. I'm going to put them up here. If you're like, you know what, that sounds like something I need to read, just do that, all right? Just come up and pick that up. And grab those at the end. All right, so we left off last week where, where Nehemiah was telling the people, like, hey, we're too spread out, and we, we're vulnerable when we're spread out. And so as a, as a community and as believers, we need to be more together. Now, now listen, this is kind of a cool picture, um, but just look around you and see how spread out we are here. Okay? Now, that's okay because we're in the same building, okay? But, but think about it, though, when we walk out of here, when we leave, we're, we're pretty spread out when it comes to um, where we live and just kind of like even sometimes we're spread out. We don't see each other throughout the week and we don't have this connection. We kind of start feeling a little isolated from one another. And so he was saying to these people, so when you hear the trumpet call, everybody come, let's rally together. And it says, he says in Scripture in chapter 4, Verse 19 to 20, he said, the Lord will fight for you. Come together, the Lord 
will fight for you. Well, I don't know about you, but this this week, a couple different instances occurred. And, man, I need the Lord to fight for me. Uh, we have we have some uh, the individual making some really um, awful false accusations about me personally and about our church. And I've been talking about the last two weeks I've been talking about when you start to build something and when it starts to grow and God starts to bless it, you better expect some opposition. All right, so opposition has come. And they, you see it all through Scripture, and we see it in our own personal lives, and, and, I'm, and obviously the details don't matter. Just realize the opposition, is, opposition comes, and I've experienced that opposition myself personally. And I expect that. I kind of do. I do have a target on my back just because of the position that I hold and the, the, um, just, the, um, just the very fact that I say that I'm a pastor makes me a target from the enemy and from other people. I mean, this, in this story, the people are succeeding, and the people are, they're coming against that. They were rallying to uh, cause all kinds of issues. They were mocking them, saying all kinds of false things. And so let me ask you a question this morning. If you, uh, if you just be so honest, let's just, I want to start like this. If you're saying, you know what, we're, I'm here today, and I, know, I need the Lord to fight for me. And I, we do this a lot here, and I just think it's important because I just, we just need to pray for each other because that's what they did. Every time they needed the Lord fight, that's the first thing they would do. They would pray. And so when I felt this opposition coming, that's the first thing I did. I didn't get on Facebook and start ranting about it. I didn't, you know, start cause, spreading gossip or whatever. I just prayed. I was like, God, you have to fight for me because I can't do this on my own. I need help, and I need you to, to work on my behalf. And so let's just do this. We're going to have an invitation before the service even starts. So if you, if you say, you know what, Brady, I'm here and I need the Lord to fight. Brady Rogers, come on up. And I need the Lord to fight for my family right now, and this is why. Okay, you don't have to, it's, it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out story, but I just need you to come up here and tell me, why do, you, why do you need the Lord to fight for you right now? All right, come on. If you need him to fight, let's gather, let's, we're, we're spread out. Let's gather together, and let's ask the Lord to fight for us, okay? Okay, this is church, y'all. Participatory, come on. to you now. All right, yeah, come on up. Yeah, bless your heart. This is her first time here today, you know, and I love the fact that she, some of you have been here forever and you're sitting there in your seat. Come on. All right, you need the Lord to fight for you. So, so let's, real quick, real quick, why, why do you need the Lord to fight for you? Um, my, my son is, I'm sorry, my son is struggling with a drug addiction. My oldest son is struggling with a drug addiction. He did some time in prison and has been kind of dabbling in it again this summer. But he feel, it feels like he's a little bit on the fence, and I'm just prayerful that God will push him to the good side of the fence and toward health and freedom. And only Jesus can do that. Awesome. So each person is going to say what it is they need to, the Lord to fight for, and then we're going to pray, okay? Well, we're new here to Missouri, and every time it seems like the last several years, the Lord has moved us around a lot away from family. And so we know nobody here. My husband doesn't go to church with me, so... Um, I start feeling isolated, feel sorry for myself, and the enemy attacks and wants to tell me, you know, just give up on church. Just give it up. Because I've been to a few churches since we moved here that was not welcoming. Um, so searching for that church home again, <laughs> again, again, 
It's like, why, Lord? Why do you keep moving us? Why, why do you keep isolating me? So I just need the enemy's fighting me hard and trying to push me down and keep me down. Now, if you relate to that, that resonates with you, obviously you know, like, oh, now I know who to pray for, okay? And you may even want to come up and introduce yourself. That way she doesn't walk out of here not knowing anybody else's name other than my name, okay? That would be really wrong, right? She leaves and all she knows is Pastor Brady and nobody else talked to her. We can't be, we, we're not going to be that church, all right? If you're looking for a church like that, you're looking for the wrong church, all right, in this place. So, um, so yeah, maybe come and stand next to her. Okay, so we're, my, my sister, um, my sister Linda and I are, we have a laundry list, but I'll just share the top one that's causing the most problem right now, and that is our family having to come together to make decisions about our elderly mother who has Alzheimer's, who um, is not in her right mind, unable to take care of herself, has been moved to three places now, and the third place, she is not happy, it is not home, she's angry at all of us. Just prayers that our family can stick together and support each other through it and um, develop and, and keep our close relationship and not fall apart and that we can do the right thing for our mother. All right. Does that resonate with anyone? All right. Come on up and stand next to them if you're dealing with something like that. You know who you are, so stand up and come on. All right. Um, my daughter, Allie, and I were just talking on the way here to church about staying connected, and uh, she and I were products of divorce, and I've been teary all morning before she even said it. Um, we need each other. We need our families. And trying to stay connected is, like Pastor Brady said, we need each other. And I didn't feel good this morning, and she had an opportunity to go do something else. And I thought, if I don't go this morning, I'm not connected here to my family and to Pastor Brady, and I won't see my daughter again for another week. So um, I just need God to fight to keep connections of people we love, all of you. Okay. All right. So who's going to come up and pray for her? Yeah. Come on up. All right. Who's next? Mine is that I am suffering from migraines, and it's really wearing on me. All right. So physical pain. She's suffering from migraines. So maybe if that's you, if you've experienced the same thing, um, come up. Come up and pray for her. Okay. Right. Now. Stand up. Come on. All right, here we go. Hi, my name is Randy Veneta. My wife, Kathy, is uh, struggling with depression right now. My daughter, Kaylee, has moved out and is now living in Minneapolis, and she's feeling very isolated, and um, it's been very difficult. We're, we've been married 35 years, and our love for each other has not waned. It's not changed, but it's a struggle for me to try to figure out how I can help her uh, through her depression right now. She's in Colorado for two weeks with her family back there, so hopefully that will bring her back refreshed. But just depression is really driving her uh, to a very bad place right now. Awesome. I'll have my wife come up and pray, too, with, for her. Hey, I want you to – here's some, something I want you guys to notice – uh, this, these are, this is someone who's brand new today. These people have been in my life for 20 some years. So like God, the enemy doesn't discriminate. Like he just picks on everybody. All right. 
in all stages of life. So. Good morning. I'm Barbara. Um, our oldest son, Matthew, we've, we've actually asked for prayer several times uh, for, but um, we really feel like he's uh, struggling big time with um, a number of issues, mostly very negative relationships that are drawing him further and further away from God, not towards God, um, some uh, substance uh, issues. And um, the biggest thing is just that is, is that spiritual warfare that we believe he's undergoing every day, every minute. Oh, so, say, so maybe you've dealt with um, some prodigal um, children in your life. Maybe you were one. <laughs> Jacob, would you come and pray? Um, and so you kind of re resonate with this. So, yeah, come on up. Hi, I'm JC. This is my husband, Michael. Um, we are asking for prayers today to strengthen our marriage. Um, our daughter started kindergarten this year, and so we've kind of fallen into the routine of raising kids and not finding each other and spending time with each other. So to learn how to be a wife and husband again instead of just a mom and dad. Does that sound familiar to anyone? <laughs> Maybe, yeah, there you go. Uh, everybody's at a different stage in their story, and so it's good to, to know. All right, Pat, my friend. Thank you, Brady. Oh. <coughs> Hello. Yeah. I'm Patrick. Uh, good to be here today. Uh, I've got a lot of issues I'm dealing with right now. Um, uh, list is long. Uh, started my journey on a new journey of, of this path I'm taking. Um, about uh, 16 months ago, I uh, started out with a, had a defective hip. I had for 47 and a half years, I didn't know, so I had to have a total hip replacement. Oh, sorry, I wasn't talking in the mic. Also, um, and then a week later, my wife texted me at work and said she was no longer happy after 25 years and wanted a divorce. So that took my my uh, direction to a new a new understanding of what you know what I why I'm here you know so. Um, so I can, my list goes on and on. So I'm dealing with, uh, you know, I've got depression and I'm trying to find, uh, God and why I'm here. So, uh, I appreciate all the prayers. And then also I've struggled with, uh, recently with, uh, uh, alcohol, dri uh, drinking and driving. I've got two, d two DWIs in 90 days. So, um, I've lost my license for a year and I'm struggling with that. So, um, so, uh, thank you. All right, give me some, uh, give me some men. Come here, Brett. Scott, would you come up? Would you pray for my friend Pat? Yeah, just come on up. Yeah, you just guys just pray for this guy. All right. So we'll just keep praying. Father, we just come to you. In the name of Jesus, we ask for you to fight for us. We ask you to fight for these individuals that were able to voice these things. We ask you to fight for those who just weren't, were unable to say it out loud, but they're saying it in their spirit, and so you know uh, what it is that they're dealing with. And, uh, Lord, specifically, I pray for those who have spoken um, untrue things about our church, untrue things about me, that you would just bless them, Lord. It says that we are to bless those who curse us. And we speak blessing over their life right now, that they would experience your love in such a great measure that it would turn them to you. 
Um, we know that you fight for us. We just have to be still. So we're, we're still this morning allowing you to fight. And, Lord, we just ask for that right now. Would you bring healing when there needs to be healing? Bring a lift off depression where there needs to be depression lifted off. Would you remind people that they're not alone? That's a lie of the enemy, that they are alone because you've never left us nor forsaken us. We even see it in Nehemiah. The people were rebellious, but yet your, your, your compassion is great. And your love is never-ending, and we praise you for that. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So Nehemiah, we, start, we left off there at chapter, um, chapter 4. But right after Nehemiah was like, you know, let's all gather together. God, fight for us. Controversy broke out. People were um, starting out all kinds of uh, rumors. They were, there, was, there was stuff going on inside the church. The rich, the rich uh, landowners that had returned to, to, this, uh, to their nation who owned everything, they were charging interest to their, their brothers who were in poverty, and that was just not acceptable. They were taking advantage of people that were in lower positions to them. And that's just an area where in church, some of us have more resources than others. And if we have more, we got to look around for those who have less, and we got to help those people. we got to make sure that, we're, that everyone has what they need. And that was going on in that particular place. There was controversy from the inside, controversy um, from the outside. The ones that were creating all this turmoil were still spreading rumors. Matter of fact, they were trying to trick Nehemiah into coming and meeting with him. Yeah, we just want to meet with you and we'll just talk. And they were going to take him out. And Nehemiah knew better. <laughs> he heard from the Lord. He's like, don't go. Don't do it. And he says, and he, and he asked God to strengthen him. And that's what we do when we, when, we, when we ask God to fight. We ask God to strengthen us. And so that's what we this is what we got to continue to do. Now, let me, let me just sh share this with you real quick. This is a separate, separate topic. Matthew chapter 18. I want to talk to you real quickly about rules of engagement when it comes to brothers and sisters in Christ, okay? If you have something against another brother or sister, the proper way to handle it is to go to that person as an individual and have a conversation with them. It actually says that you might win them over and turn them back to the Lord. Okay? That's how you do it. You do not get on Facebook. You do not start calling all your friends and talking bad about other people. You go to that individual and have a conversation like a man or like a woman, <laughs> face to face. If that doesn't work, then you bring somebody else with you as a witness, somebody else that knows the truth along with you, you two go together to that person, and you have a conversation with them. And you say, hey, listen, I know you're hurting. I know, you know, you got other things going on. But let's just deal with the truth here. This is, this is some of the stuff you're saying is not so, or some of the stuff you're doing is not okay. And you need to stop because we love you, and I'm your brother, and I'm your sister. I want to see you well. Okay? If they do not respond, it says that you are literally supposed to then bring them before the church. Now, that makes people cringe. We're not great at that. We don't want to do that because we don't want to seem judgmental or harsh or whatever. But discipline is discipline. And if you have kids, you've had to discipline your kids. 
And if you don't discipline your kids, you don't really truly love them because you're just allowing them to do whatever it is that they're doing. And if, we're, if we are God's children, there's got to be a place where we, we, go, we, we hold people accountable for their choices and their actions. I expect that from you to me. Hold me accountable. Like, I'm in this place. I'm in this position. Like, I want you to speak truth to me in love. But it has to be in love, and it has to be true. And it says if they don't respond, then you're actually supposed to then tell them they're not welcome. And I know, man, that doesn't win any awards. It doesn't, like, fill up the empty seats that we have here. But that is how church discipline is supposed to happen. And so don't gossip about it. Go to the individual and talk to them one-on-one. And hopefully, and go in, go in humility, too. Don't go with, like, hey, you know what, you're wrong. Like, go, hey, you know what, hey, what happened to you? What's going on? What, why are you feeling this way? What's causing you to act this way? And let's try to work through it, all right? Does that make sense? Proper rules of engagement, Matthew chapter 18. All right, so the Lord fights for us. Let me ask you a question. Do you fight for him? Do you fight for the Lord in your home and in your workplace? I mean, do you cheer for him like you cheer for the Chiefs? I'm come on, just I'm preaching now. Hear me. Man, I was out on Good Friday. People are nuts about the Chiefs. Crazy. And if they don't win the day, there's gonna be a riot tomorrow. Because sometimes people's happiness is all caught up in whether there's a W or an L. But do we fight for the Lord? In our homes, in our marriages, do we fight for him? Walking in righteousness and holiness, do we fight like that? We should. He's worthy. He's worthy for us to fight like that. All right, so look in chapter 6, Nehemiah chapter 6. Let's get back into the scripture. Look at verse number 19. Actually, wait a minute. It's 15, my glasses. Yeah, i got to look the right way. Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 15. It says, the wall was completed in 52 days on the 25th day of the month, Elul. When all of the enemies heard this, all the surrounding nations were intimidated and lost their confidence, for they realized the task had been accomplished by our God. All right? Who's building this thing called the church? It's God. (laughs) All right? It's not me. I mean, he's using us to do so, but it's God doing the work. And it says that the people around lost confidence because they saw God was working. If you want to see the enemy cringe, watch God move in the lives of his people. See victory in your own personal life and let other people see that. God always finishes what he starts. Remember I said that not too long ago? And so God completed this task. There was opposition, all kinds of reasons why Maybe they, they shouldn't have happened. They, the people were actually having to fight with one hand and build with another hand. Are you willing to fight like that? Are you willing to put in that kind of work? J- uh, Justin, where are you at? Oh, he's, oh, Justin's in their team. Justin taught a small group at 7 o'clock this morning, taught Bible school at 9 o'clock. Now he's teaching little kids. I said, welcome to the life of a pastor, brother. He's fighting. He's got a Bible in one hand and a sword in the other. There was, I don't know, like five or six men, seven men, I don't know, that came here this morning at 7 o'clock to learn more about being a strong father for their daughters. That's fighting, y'all. That's dedication. Now, if they show up again next week, then we'll know they're serious, all right? 
So these people were fighting, and the wall was completed. And then through a lot of these next chapters, there's like all these names, right, all these descendants of and all the stuff that you'd be tempted to, cro- to just kind of like skim over because, you know, it doesn't really matter. But all those names mean something. Just like every single one of your names on the attendance sheets means something. It's your individual story. And we got to hear a little bit about it today. You know, people who are willing to come and say, you know what, this is what's going on in my life. Every single one of you matters. And your name is written in a book. <laughs> and God knows where you are, just like he knew exactly where those people were when he had brought them back to the, prom- to the land, to Jerusalem. He knew where they were at. And he counted them by name, just like he counts you. He knows where you are. He knows you could have chose to go somewhere else today. Listen, I'll just be real with you. He knows all the people that should be here today but aren't for whatever reason. And I'm not saying maybe they're not fighting hard enough, but maybe they're not. I don't know. Because, listen, we have all kinds of reasons why not to be here. All kinds of obstacles. My wife could barely get up and walk this morning because her back hurts so bad. She could have plenty of reasons not to show up today. And Joy's head's starting to hurt. Listen, we can find all kinds of excuses, y'all. We can. But we must not. We must look. We must be available. We must be there to do our part, just like they did in this, in this wall. All right, look at chapter 8. I love this. So the wall was built. And the very next thing that they did, you know what they did? They got out the Bible and they started reading. And that says Ezra. Remember Ezra? We talked about him not too long ago. Ezra's still there. He's the scribe. He's the one who he could read, and he's reading the Bible. And it says he was up on a wooden platform. I don't know if that's the reason why we have stages like this, you know, when you sit up on a wooden platform. It doesn't mean that I'm more important than you. It just means that I just happen to be up here today reading God's word to you. But the cool thing is, is you all have your copy of Scripture, multiple ones probably. Back then they didn't. They treasured God's word because that's the only thing that they had. A matter of fact, it says in Ezra chapter 8, or not in Ezra chapter 8, but Nehemiah chapter 8, it says they asked the scribe Ezra to bring the book of the law of Moses that the Lord had given Israel. This is in 8, um, looks like the last part of cha- or verse 1 there. And then move on down. It says, uh, look right there at the end of verse 3, it says, All the people listened attentively to the book of the law. The scribe Ezra stood on a high wooden platform made for this purpose. Verse 5, Ezra opened the book in full view of all the people since he was elevated above everyone. As he opened it, all the people stood up. That's why in some churches, and I was at Vineyard Church and they'd do this, all the people would stand for the reading of God's word. Are we in awe of God's word anymore? Are we? It says he is an awe-inspiring God. Are we in awe of the text that he has given us? I mean, they don't even know the end of the story like we do. They've only got like the beginning. (laughs) They've only seen God's faithfulness up until that point. We've seen God's faithfulness all the way through the cross and through the resurrection. It says, all the people stood up. Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and with their their hands lifted, all of the people said, amen, 
Amen. And then they knelt low and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. I'm not, I'm not going to make you do that. But if the Lord asks you to do that, you should probably be obedient to that. But a lot of times we don't because we're afraid of the people around us and we're at, what are they going to think? They're going to think I'm weird. They're going to think I'm one of those Christians. So what? Maybe they do. People going to be going crazy at the Chiefs game today. Later on, he explains that some of the other people, the Levites, the other instructed ones, it says they would stand up among the people and they would explain the scripture to the people. That's a kind of a modern day picture of a, a Bible study or a small group where you get with some other people and you explain the scripture together. You ask questions. You have dialogue. Listen, we can't have dialogue here on Sunday morning. Not the way I would like to be able to. We just can't. There's not enough time. And maybe and you're sometimes afraid to ask the question because it seems a little awkward or whatever. Or say what you want to say. But you've got to find a place where you can have those conversations with a few other people that you can trust who love you enough to walk with you and, and be real with you. Hey, you know what? The, the prayer, the, not the prayer chain, but the uh, meal train, that's a good way to get connected to somebody. You take someone a meal, you're in their home, man, immediate connection. Now you know them, you know their face, and the next time you see them at church, it's not like one of those, oh, hey, hi. Oh, hey, hi. <laughs> good to see you again. Here's your dish back <laughs> with a little thank you note written in it or some cookies or something, whatever you think you should do. However you respond, it's up to you. Real quick, Daniel 9, Ezra 9, Nehemiah 9, all those chapters, you should check those out. All those chapters have these incredible confessions, corporate confessions of the, of the, of the way people lived and how God's gracious and his grace and his compassion overwhelmed them. You should, you should read this. is a good homework for you to do, all those nines. So here's one. I want you to do me a favor. We're almost done. I want you to stand up right where you're at. We're not going to make you bow down to the floor. Some of you wouldn't be able to get up again. That might be me too, all right? All right. I want you to, I want you to hear the emphasis, all right? So we're going to do this, and then the, uh, the worship team is going to come, and we're just going to celebrate together as we finish. I want you to hear the emphasis as, he's, as this national confession of sin is going on. Hear the emphasis on you, God, not on me. <laughs> so it says, stand up. Bless the Lord God from everlasting to everlasting. Blessed be your glorious name, and may it be exalted above all blessing and praise. All right, this is in Nehemiah 9, starting in verse 6. You, Lord, are the only God. You created the heavens and the highest heavens and all their stars and the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them and all the stars of heaven worship you. You, Lord. All right, wait a minute. Let's do something different. That's not good enough. All right, we've got to do something different. You've got to participate here, all right? 
when I stop, when I do this, I want you to say amen, amen, all right? Because that's what they were doing, all right? Can you guys do that? Let's practice. Man, there you go. You guys are good. Quick learners. You, Lord, are the God who chose Abram and brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans, it says, and changed his name to Abraham. You found his heart faithful in your sight and made a covenant with him. You saw the oppression of our ancestors in Egypt and heard their cry at the Red Sea. You performed signs and wonders against Pharaoh, all his officials, all the people of his land. And you made a name for yourself that endures to this day, doesn't it? Like, here we are. We're worshiping him this day. You divided the sea before them, and they crossed through it on dry ground. You hurled their pursuers into the depths like a stone into raging water. It says, you led them with a pillar of cloud by day and with a pillar of fire by night to illuminate the way that they should go. Sometimes we wish we still had that, but we have done better than that. They had a temple back then, and you have the Holy Spirit living in you because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God lives in you. He's residing in you, and he's leading you this day. He is fighting for you this day. says, you came down on Mount Sinai and spoke to them from heaven. You gave them impartial ordinances, reliable instructions, and good statutes and commands. You revealed your holy Sabbath to them and gave them commands, statutes, and instructions through your servant Moses. You provided bread from heaven for their hunger. You brought them water from the rock for their thirst. You told them to go in and possess the land that you had sworn to give them. And today, you give us something better than bread from heaven. You give us the Son of God who is the bread of life, right? I'm preaching now, all right? Then they dedicated the wall. Man. And then they worshiped. And then he sent them a signal and told them that the music should start because we're on a countdown now. Kickoffs in 33 minutes. Amen, amen. I knew that was coming. Walked right into that. I can smell the cheese dip right now. All right, Jacob, do me a favor. Go up there and push button number three on that little thing to your left right there. Is that it? Boom. Let there be light. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest with you. You know what they did? You know what they did after all this was over? They took up an offering. <laughs> they did. Because they had forsaken the church. They had not been giving to the church. They took up an offering and it said, and make sure that you eat well. That's what we're going to do. You eat well. And it says, that anybody who does not have, make sure they have. That's what we're going to do as a church. That's why we're here in this community, to make sure those people who are hurting, who have a little, can have a lot. Because we are here in this place. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to sing a song. We're going to worship. And I want you to sort of just stand there uncomfortably. I want you to walk around and talk to somebody. If you heard somebody's story today and they ministered to you and it touched you, go and speak to that person. If you're awkward and uncomfortable and you're scared about this moment and you want to sneak out the back door, good luck. All right, so let us pray. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. That the same God 
The same you that was in this text is the same you that is here today with us right now in this place. You were the same God that was leading them by fire, by a cloud. You're the same God who's leading us today. Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you awaken us today? Would we fight for you the way you fight for us today as we leave this place? Would we cheer for you more than we cheer for any football team? Would we cheer for you today? Would we be excited about you today? Would we be empowered by you today? Would we know that we're not alone today, right now in this place? We pray this in the name of Jesus. And all the people said? Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or need to talk to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.